Welcome to the Rainy Leadership Podcast, where we do a deep dive into company culture. Rainy is a car dealership located throughout South Georgia, and we are striving to be the best car company by first being the best care company. And one way that we do that is by meeting every week and talking about company culture. Today's episode is a change of pace. We're going to be diving into how a book club has positively impacted our company and why it might impact yours. Today's episode, we will introduce to you our risk manager, Mike McPherson, or as we like to call him, Million Dollar Mike. Let's dive in. I wrote this down because um, I think that, that reading is so important. And this was a person named Ursula L. Legin, American writer, and wrote this about about reading and, and the gaps it fills. It says, what is the use of trying to describe the flowing of a river at any moment and then at the next moment and then at the next moment and then the next and the next you wear out. You say there is a great river and it flows through this land and we have named it history. So this is history. We're making history today. You made history yesterday, yesterday, day before yesterday. You are making history your knowledge and your education is your life. Life is education and experience. The best moment in reading are when you come across something. I love this. A thought, a feeling, a way of looking at things which you had thought special and particular to you. And now here it is. Set down by someone else. A person you have never met. Someone who is long dead possibly. And it is as if a hand has come, and out, come out and taken yours. When we read these books, man, I'm telling you, Mark Miller, Ken Blanchard, Dale Carnegie, Charles Riddle. I mean, we could go through all these. Jim Collins. These people come out, their hand comes out and says, give me your hand. Come walk with me. Come talk with me. Come listen and hear. And, and, and if you don't understand, ask questions. It's important. These, these books are people we've never personally met probably, but yet out of, out of the reading and study of those books, we do know something personal, personable about those people. That makes a difference, right? To feel like we're part of a culture that's being built not by dead people speaking, but by dead people who are much alive through those words, those books, those ideas, those thoughts and reaching out that hand. And that's, that's the way our company is. It, for somebody else to join a book club, somebody has to reach out and take their hand and say, come over here and just, 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 just come to one meeting. Just come and listen one time. Just come and learn what's going on. If you don't know what the culture is, how in the world can you live the culture? How can you talk about the culture, Rainey? How can you even understand the, the commission that we have, the mission? To become the greatest car company by being the greatest what? I like Ben. He changed the word every now and then. He said the best care company. I like that, Ben. You know, I saw that, did you? You see, when you read and you learn to read, and every day it's a habit, I'm going to read and find out what's in the mind of that person. What, what are they saying? And the littlest, smallest changes, you notice those things. You notice them. And you can see how the uh, secret and the serve model, it says re reinvent continuously. How do we do that? How do we not stay the way we are today and become the people we could be tomorrow? Far more effective, far more skilled at what we do. 
a leader among leaders, even across. I mean, look at these people. I mean, we got Texas. We have California. I mean, we've got uh, Arizona. We've got Washington. I mean, we got peoples representing to us going to all these places. And we're all there to get a message. We need there to get a message. Maybe we got the message. We just need the meaning of the message. Maybe we need that added spark. Somebody has read a book. Somebody has wrote it down. And somebody has lived it out. And somebody else is using these books and these principles to establish their values, their virtues, and their victories are the result of those things. So I'm telling you, the book club is very vital to our life as a company. And I don't think any of us can, can really express the gratitude that we know that, that this man deserves for starting it. He was the initial spark. Now, his daddy was a great man, but I don't think he ever did book clubs, did he, Bob? He never had a thought about it. that'd be part of the car business, a book club. I mean, look at all the people. It's just like John just said, John Turin. He said, you know, he said, because of y'all and y'all's book club, we started our book club, but it's a little bit different. What did he say theirs didn't have? The same spirit, the same energy. Didn't have quite the same, same energy, same passion. See, it, it, it's a matter of the heart. We get that knowledge up here, but it's, it becomes a matter of the heart. And the heart's a dynamic thing. And so, you know, I'm gonna, I done showed you these. these uh, reading. We got to read. It, you know, people you just assume they know how to read and write. When I was in the insurance business way back in the 80s, I learned something. I'd go to people and sell insurance to them. They couldn't write their name. They had to make an X. Remember folks like that? They had to write an X. I, I can't imagine anybody not being able to write their name. But you know why they couldn't write their name? They probably didn't know the alphabet. And if you don't know the alphabet, you can't learn, you know, you can't, you can't have a word. And if you don't have a word, you can't establish a vocabulary. If you don't have vocabulary, you can't speak and you can't speak well. And most of them didn't. And, you know, all they knew how to do was just, I guess, somebody showed them how to make an X. And that was the, that was the person, the X person, sort of like the unknown person, the mass person, the person that, that couldn't see beyond just what they saw with their eyes. That was it. Can you imagine being able to see but not being able to read? What's the first thing we, that, that, that you know, faith-based um, organizations do when they, they wanted to help people years ago? They would send people to teach them how to do what? Read. Teach them how to read. I mean, and you know what? We are blessed. We had the privilege of getting education that has given us the ability to read and to write. I wish, Thomas, I could have a mathematical mind like you and could logically deduce through rationalization that this physics over here is just it's right. Thomas just knows it's right. He don't have to wonder. You got to give for that. You got to give for that. And, but, you know, we all can get better at what we do. And we can all do more than what we do. And if we're going to improve this company, we've got to continue to build on this culture. Everywhere we go, and they hear in the word culture every now and then, and it's becoming more and more frequent. You know why? Because there's people from this company going there. And before they leave, culture's going to be talked about. It's going to be talked about. And you know what feels good is that we share a common interest. If I know where 
Bob or Thomas or Bennett or Clark or Tommy or Ben or whoever, anybody, everybody, if I know what you're reading and studying, and I read and study that same material, then guess what? We have a familiar ground. We have a common ground. If I wanted to talk to Tommy and I just thought, I ain't nothing to talk about, yeah, we do. I can always bring up a book, right? We can bring up the book. And Bob, hold your finger up when I'm out. No, I just... I don't want to go too long. But I'm just saying that culture is all about uh, people that are informed. And once we're informed, when you got this level of culture building, you begin to feel the passion. And I'm going to tell you, passion is not something that you can manufacture. You can't go down the store and buy it. Passion is something that's caught. Passion is the part that's, that's, that's caught, not taught. We can't teach somebody to have passion. We can't teach somebody to go out there and, you know, do exercises and go on diets. And, I mean, we go on. We, we can't teach. I mean, we can teach somebody to do that, but we can't give them the passion to do it with all their heart their mind, their soul, and their spirit. That's what this business means to me. It means that we're not just, I mean, we're, we're, we use the car, but we're in the people business. I won't never make that mistake again, Bob, because I know we're not, we are in the money business, but that's not the most important thing. People, people. And that's why Bailey talked about you matter. Everybody in this room, you matter. And you matter more and more as you grow and study and learn about the culture that we're trying to build. It's all in those books. The model that we follow, our business model, it's all in those books. The things that we, we do in these business meetings, I mean, we got spreadsheets, we got numbers, those are reports. That's great. And we need to read and study and understand. And we need to find out where we got deficiencies and weaknesses. And we need to find solutions and, 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 and add some strength to those areas. And that's what we, we learn in these meetings like that. But when we come together and we read and we talk and we discuss a book, we're getting something that most people will never get when they get our age. Would you agree that most people think an education is probably the first through the 12th grade? and maybe a college education, and that's it. So by the time people 25, if they started, a, you know, and went, the, went a long route in education, I mean, how many folks say they get out of school and they think, I know that, and I know that, and I'm done? Worst mistake you can make, according to the billionaires. I want you to look at your sheet right there. It's got the billionaires on it. And I want to show you something. This is why I believe that our book club makes a lot of difference. So, you know, when I was a boy, if somebody was a millionaire, I mean, you seldom ever, if ever, heard the word billionaire. You didn't hear it. Hear it. I mean, if you was a millionaire, that meant you were very wealthy and rich, and you had all the trappings usually and all that good stuff. But, you know, nowadays, I mean, we got billionaires. There's billionaire clubs. But I wanted to mention two people here on this list, and, and, and this is a recent list, 2023, and these are the, the 25 richest Americans in the United States. And uh, I, did, I didn't go through every one of them, but you can see um, where Elon Musk is, $180 billion. Okay? I'm going to show you something on him in just a minute, and he's going to tell you how he got there. And then there's Bill Gates, $35, $135 billion. Who can tell me how many zeros are behind a one to get a billion? 
Okay. You sure? I'm just, I think, yeah. Thomas, is that right? Sounds about right to me. All right, nine zeros. Right. Has anybody got, got nine zeros on the back of your, uh, you know, in your bank account? You got nine zeros? Five. Five. Yeah. So I want to show you something here, and uh, let me go to this screen. I'm, I'm cutting this thing back now. Come on. I'm reading the screen. I want to move. There it is. So, you know, this this meeting's about hopefully inspiring you to read, to become a participant in the culture building movement of Rainy, to come together and have things familiar that sound familiar and look familiar and are familiar because you know how we arrived here. You know what's gone into all the formula and the model and even the magic. But I was studying, I read about, you know, Bill Gates, and uh, I mean, he's, he's you know, world-renowned, but he says he reads at least 50 books a year, 50 books a year. Now, I'd say that's, that's just short of uh, 52 weeks in a year, so he reads 50 books a year, and he reads often up to three hours a day. Now, how many of y'all would say, that's probably a lot of reading, right? It is a lot of reading. And uh, this is what he says. He said, the opportunity to learn is better today than ever before, ever. How many of y'all agree? The opportunity is out there. The opportunity is in this company. To learn is better today than ever before. Advice to his younger self is simply read a lot and discover a skill you enjoy. And I would say if you're going to be in business, the number one skill is people building skills. Results and relationships, according to the serve model. Read to improve high performance expectations. He says it is absolutely essential to my success. So there's a billionaire telling you how important reading is to him. So now, the second one I wanted to use was Elon Musk. Yeah, ever since he was a boy, he's just been reading and devouring books, Bennett. He loves them. And he often reads up to 10 hours a day. When he was working on the Starlink project, I mean, he spent year, you know, 10 hours every day just reading and studying and, and taking in input into his mind because he was looking for that spark. That, that, that input creates an imagination. It, it, it just sets off certain uh, you know, dopamine and all this stuff in your brain, these chemicals, and all of a sudden you get inspired. He was looking for that spark of inspiration. He found it in his books he was reading. And, uh, he started, he read the whole Encyclopedia Britannica said at age nine. Can you imagine that? I'd say he's a reader, right? He's an avid reader. But he said reading has been shown to enhance confidence, decision making, and empathy, and can prevent two of the worst things in the country today, depression and stress. More therapy and pills, you know, administered over the county and anything else. Spend time in the books and the books will become a part of who you are. So he talks about he was raised by books. While others were partying, Elon would be found in a person's library going through their books. books. So there's a man that is at the top of this billionaire list, top richest men in America. Tesla, SpaceX, Starlink, I mean, lots of things. You know how old that man is? He's 52 right there. Is the date of birth, age at the side? 52 years old. Does he have time to make several more billion? Yeah. 
Y'all think he will? You know why he won't quit? Because he never stops reading. He's always finding that spark, that inspiration that's motivating and keeping him moving. And uh, so keeping him creative and keeping him uh, productive. So, you know, you think about that and you have to think, well, that's, that's a powerful thing right there. And uh, I think that, um, you know, Bob had it right a long time ago. He, he was seeing the future. He was seeing the future. And uh, early on in, in the first couple of months I was here, Tommy, Bob came up with something. He said, I want to be like Chick-fil-A, like the Chick-fil-A of service. And I want to be like Apple, the Apple of innovation. And then he made this little comment and he said, I want to have one of them little eyes like in front of the iPhone. You remember that? So when we uh, put our new sign up at 706, y'all see what's on that sign? It's I. Irony. That's why I say Irony a lot because a long time ago, a man made a very strong point about that. The Irony of service, the Irony of, of what? Innovation. Something that we are discovering new and fresh all the time. I mean, the future is, is bright. It's beautiful. The, the future is something that's open with opportunity for all of you in this room and many more of our 300 employees. If they want to grow with Rainey, if they want to go with Rainey and grow with Rainey, then they need to be a part of this cultural movement because we believe it will not only affect us at the job, at work, it will carry over into our personal lives, wherever we are. And I just want you all to take this home with you right here. This come out of Bob's secret book. One day he left it laying around, and I had to open it up and get a picture. <laughs> he never told me I had to stop taking pictures, so now y'all know. I have permission from the top. He tells me to stop. I will. He did get on to me one time, though. <laughs> he didn't get on to me. He called me up. I... I, I wrote this, this, what I thought was a beautiful article about somebody that worked for our company. And, you know, I was talking about how humans are so much brighter and smarter and intelligent than, than monkeys. You remember that, Bob? Bob said, Mike, he said, I, I didn't disagree with what you said. <laughs> you know, probably shouldn't have chose that picture. And I, I agreed with him 100%. Probably shouldn't have. So, you know, uh, things, are, things are beautiful because we make them beautiful. And it's nice to go to work, see a smile, you know, behind every person. There's a story. Some people have some sad lives. I mean, those people that go home and things aren't good at home. And things are, are terrible sometimes. I, I talk to people and I hear people tell stories. They, they'd probably rather not go home. Uh, and I'm not talking about one or two. There's a lot. I mean, they, they're depressed, they're stressed out, and it, it sometimes doesn't have nothing to do with work. But you know what? To get people that are in those situations into a workplace where they feel like they're accepted, they loved, and they belong, and they're cared for, makes all the difference, don't it? It makes all the difference. I can tell you there's probably not a soul in this room that would reject if Bob Rainey walked by you, him laying his hand on your shoulder and speaking to you, you, you wouldn't try to avoid him, would you? Absolutely not. You know why? Because you know he's an encourager. And you know he's a person that has stories and he can give you courage for whatever you're going through to keep going and not stop short. And it's, it's, it's like our company 
has become a place where we are planting seeds and the seeds are being watered. Those plants right over Tommy brought, they're being watered, they're being fertilized. And you know what? Those that's not in the closet, what's happening? They're growing. Are they brown? <clears throat> Are they green? So, you know, green is a very positive symbol. So I want to close with this today. Um, time good? I want to close with this idea. You know, one of the things that uh, I think about when I think about care, and, and I got that, that's a little acronym that I had a long time ago in a church, create a right environment, TWI, to worship in for, for the church, but to work in. Create a right environment. And that's what culture does. It creates a right environment. Rather than getting mad when Audrey tells us something or Vicky tells us something or Lisa or Tommy or, you know, getting upset and, and just blowing off the handle, we're learning how to discipline ourselves because we understand disciplined thought Disciplined people use disciplined thought, and it results in disciplined actions. We are the bigger, stronger, more productive people. You know why? We're like the green plant, full of hope. Hope is green. Green hope is simply life. There's life in having only positive expectations. If I get this culture, and it becomes a part of me, then the way I treat my fellow person in this room is going to be absolutely different. Fellow customers, fellow employees, fellow family members, it's going to change everything because we're looking to, to, to build something up and strengthen it, relationships and many other things. We do that by what? Having the right mindset and the right spirit and doing the right things. So I want to say today, uh, read through this stuff. It's really good. Um, there's a world more that's happened. You could probably write an Encyclopedia Britannia, Britannica. I keep edging along a little page by little page. That little book's being written, that little manual, that little, you know, it's a history. It's what we look back and we see where we were. And it's evident all of us could write something about where we've come to since we started, right? Vicki, I know you could. Audrey, Jamie, y'all been here a long time. So I want to thank y'all for, for, you know, having a taste for the culture of the company and realizing that you can feed that, feed that spirit in your heart by becoming a part of this book club, being a part of this study of these books. Learn what care is about. Learn what kindness is about. Learn what serving is all about. Learn what flying high is all about. Seeing the distant future. Learn what that's about. And it's like Seagull. I wore my shirt. This is my closing statement. It's like the Seagull. He said, you know, I don't want to be like all those other Seagulls that's standing on the beach, on the shore, you know, waiting for a piece of soggy bread when I can fly out yonder in the distance. And, and, and see new things, learn new things, and come back with something else to give to these back home. Every time we fly out, we can come back, and we should have something more to give. So thank you all for coming today. Thank you for listening. I hope that we said something that maybe sparked some interest, some enthusiasm in your, your heart, your life, some passion. And I hope every one of you all will continue to be a promoter 
of, and amplify the rainy culture. I love you and I appreciate you and I thank you so much for all that y'all do and for all that y'all are becoming as a result of what Bob has started and what we continue to promote. We hope as you listen to this podcast, it'll motivate and challenge your team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Rainy Leadership Podcast.